decided that I've found the perfect way to sum up human beings and decide whether or not I'm going to hang out with them in one question. Okay, let's hear the question. First, there's a little setup. So you're a 10-year-old and your parents have decided it's okay for you to go and hunt some form of monster? Let's kill monsters, mister. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) That's probably like a (laughs) 5-year-old. I mean, you can be a 10-year-old with a sense of humor. Um But yeah, so you're in that situation, and your parent of choice and or guardian of force um, takes you to the back room and says, take the baseball cap or the goggles? Ooh. I mean, I feel like goggles is obvious, right? That's, That's a little bit of protection. The baseball cap is like, I suppose it would wrap my hair or whatever, but... I feel like the goggles are more useful. Correct. Because when you're adventuring, you want goggles. And the baseball cap is bullshit. <laughs> oh, so this was a, a lesson. <laughs> no, this is how I decide to choose what I hang out with. Because oh, okay. the, the proper answer is fucking goggles. Yeah, who would pick the baseball hat? I think uh, you have to be crazy. People who don't think that Pokemon are dangerous. Huh. Is this a direct shot at Ash Ketchum? No, but it is what I think of his clothes. I guess it should be. because So Ash Ketchum did not do anything he said he was going to. Uh, like what? Catch them all? Catch them all, did he say? go back for uh, his Pidgey. Yeah, that was fucked up. Pidgeotto, he just fucking ditched. Um, he never, he caught, I think, like 70-something Pokemon. Okay. So, in no way, he's not even the best in the region. He's probably best in his town, but only because he's kind of famous from that one time he died and met some form of mutant. Yeah. I never caught the end of his story. Like, did he go past the first installment of Pokemon? I think he goes... So they keep him for, I think, three seasons. I only ever watched the first season because that would have been like sixth grade. And I was close enough to getting beat up the rest of the time without Pokemon (laughs) in middle school. Pokemon really brought us together. It did. Oh, Kevin (laughs) Harrington. (laughs) Shout out to Kevin Harrington because it's not like we really hang out or anything. But it's just like, you know, Pokemon brings us together. Sixth grade. I don't know if I'm going to bleep out your name. (laughs) Bleep it out, but so you can still hear it. Yes, I did that that one time to that one word. Squeaky chair. Okay. All right. Anyway, (laughs) so that's all I really had to say was I've decided to start judging people on their answers to that question. I mean, that's a good question to judge people off of. What would you say if I said baseball hat? I would have walked out. (laughs) Just would like, well, podcast is over. Would have been the end of our friendship, man. (laughs) I would have gone through your house and found everything I ever gave you, which is probably not a whole lot of stuff. It's it's actually mostly stuff that I didn't want anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I see. I'm your trash can, huh? <laughs> no, I do. I'm developing a habit of when I'm told to throw something out, I just keep it in a pile because I still like it, but I don't want to throw it away. And I wait for the next opportunity for me to make it somebody else's problem. And yeah. most of the time, people are like, that's real cool. And I'm like, that's what I thought. And then 10 years later, they're like, hey, do you want this thing? And I'm like, no, I gave it to you. <laughs> I do the same thing. I don't know why. Just throwing out anything, I feel bad. So I'm like, I'm going to find someone to give this to. <laughs> I So you know that I like origami. Yeah. I have a habit of doing origami in public and especially with garbage. Okay. So, like, I used to peel beer bottles off at the bar all the time okay, and make okay. little cranes and flowers. And I thought one... you were talking about, like, loose Big Mac wrappers. I guess no, but I would do it. If it, was, <laughs> if it was my loose Big Mac wrapper, I would do that. Yeah. Two problems. That Big Macs come in a box. <laughs> right. I just I realized <laughs> and, after I said it. Uh, two, I had only ever ordered two Big Macs in my entire life because they're yeah. expensive for gross meat. Yeah, McDonald's inflation has been wild the last couple of years. I don't eat there super often, but I'm like, damn, I, I, my order is like dollar menu stuff. Yeah, that's, I, get like I think two, that's just, maybe three things, and it's like eight dollars now. Well, that's the thing is like you and me were raised on dollar menu. Yeah, like that wasn't really a thing before we were kids, right. and it's not a thing now. Yeah. So we got used to eating everything cheap, and then we became adults who have to eat more calories. So we look at the bigger calorie things, and they're like, $8 burger, and you're like, I can get five $1 burgers for the same amount. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm good on that. I wonder if that math was close with taxes. I bet you it was. Probably is, honestly. That's... Yeah. Taxes, son of a bitch. <laughs> I've been reading lately about Gauss, the mathematician. Carl Friedrich Gauss. Have you heard of him? Yes, because we were just talking about him. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, he was born in 1777. That's an old man. Yeah. He actually did live to be an old man as well. He made it to 1855. So, I think he was 77 when he died. Which, what a mathematician thing to do, like, be born in 77 and then die when you're 77. I don't think he controlled that. That'd be (laughs) kind of fucked up if he did. He did have a heart attack, so you're probably right, but I wouldn't put it past a mathematician to even, like, just induce their own heart attack. How many heartbeats he has left. (laughs) Yeah. And it'd be some, like, weird thing. He's like, 77 is perfect. 7 and 11 are my favorite prime numbers, and we multiply them together, and it represents... I could absolutely see a mathematician thinking that way. Um, Anyways, Gauss. um, Some people consider him to be the best mathematician since ancient times right so this is happening like 1700s um he gets compared to like the greek mathematicians he's one of those dudes that had it almost seemed like his uh math knowledge was coming from somewhere else oh good the (laughs) divine uh intelligence 
theory of yeah. everything. That, yeah. Yes, I know math, therefore I God. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he was, uh, I think, a bit of an arrogant dude. Um, something that he is kind of famous for is um, he would come up with these wild, like, you know, super intelligent, beyond what someone else had done to that point, mathematical proofs. And then he would just not show his work. Aww. And he'd be like, yeah, I mean, I thought of it. Of course, I'm not going to share it with you. But trust me, this is right. And you can verify these steps so you know it's right. <laughs> That's kind of how I did math in grade school before they gave up on me doing math. Yeah. So interestingly enough, uh, there was one person who kind of stopped that with him and got additional knowledge out of him. And it was a girl. I knew it. I was going to say, <laughs> what, were they giving him hand jobs? So this uh, girl, her name was Sophie Germain. And she... Sounds very modern of a name. <laughs> it does, yeah. Both of these names, honestly, I feel like they could be like celebrity names. Carl Gauss and Sophie Germain. Carl and... Gauss does sound like a like second bill stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's got a killer mustache. Oh, gross. <laughs> what, you don't like mustache? Uh, the mustache that popped, the guy that popped up in my head is like skeezy coke dealer. <laughs> Just like demanding spotlight, follow him. Yeah, he's like, hey man, you heard of numbers? Yeah, pretty much. I came up with a very quick image of this guy, but yeah, just like little tuft of hair sticking out of his chest and just kind of like, hey, you want to come to the place? I got, do, 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 do you party? Man, I'm picturing him in my head now. Stop yeah, that. I did that to you. His teeth are way too big. Oh, why'd you do that? That's mean. <laughs> Do you know that I have a weird thing with people with big teeth? <laughs> no, that's I you just didn't totally know. <laughs> fucking smacked a nerve. For some reason, if you have really big teeth, I am less likely to trust you, and I don't know why. Interesting. It's happened my whole life, and I have to like sit down and be like, "Don't be prejudiced towards people with big teeth." <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of feel that way about people with big gums. And it, it's like, I do the same thing. I'm like, come on, stop. Stop doing that. That's mean. It's like one of those weird natural reactions. Well, if you're somebody who whistles. Oh, I love to whistle. You, no, no, no. But when you make an S noise, like when you Ooh, finish, okay. yeah. I'll murder you. The go I take it. Syndrome. So, yeah, no, I take it so personally. Yeah. Like, I have a cousin that probably 15 years ago, I, it was the first time I ever met her and she talks like that. And I have avidly made sure that i never talked to her again <laughs> she's like yeah i don't know i don't know why but i asked keelan questions no it would have been like much nods. more annoying it would have been like asked keelan questions <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i can't do her impression no but... one can because you shouldn't talk like that <laughs> wasn't there a? I mean there's probably a few but i feel like there was a a well-known cartoon character that did that Oh no, there is. It's the pedophile from Family Guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's you, not what the I'm the look of? on your eyes when I said pedophile was like fucking classic. Like, <laughs> oh no, Keelan's just gonna tank this in the first five minutes. <laughs> not who I was thinking of. I'm thinking but of. But he does. Uh, That's actually the only reason why I don't like the first um, Family Guy Star Wars is because there's a three minute uh, musical where he's singing. Oh, geez. And it's just whistle S's. 
the whole fucking time. <laughs> I can't stand it. I, I walk out of the room and people think that I'm offended by that guy's character and I'm not. I think that <laughs> shit's hilarious. But the way he talks just makes my brain want to explode. Yeah. Yeah, that one is quite grating and shrill. <laughs> I wish I could like. No, just pull I'm it glad out. that you don't. It's very good. Maybe that's why I like you. Because you don't make those noises. Could be have nothing to do with the goggle adventure thing. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about your nerd. Oh yeah. Okay. So Carl Gauss and Sophie Germain. Um, yeah, Gauss. He didn't like to show his work. He didn't like to teach people. But Sophie Germain started writing to him. Uh, I think she was a teenager when she wrote to him. And by the way, Sophie is one year older than Gauss. So she was born in 1776. Um, So she's robbing the cradle. I don't know if they actually ever hooked up. Maybe they did. I So I'm kind of tempted to say that talking on a phone, there's no phones. Ooh, Yeah. I guess they wrote letters to each other. So that would be more intimate. I think that counts as sex to a mathematician. So here's the thing, though. Um, Sophie Germain was greatly discouraged from doing math by her family and everyone else because she's a woman. Science is for the guys. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think you're going to write those numbers? You use your dick. (laughs) I mean, I know I do. That's you piss them on the walls. And nobody knows this, but in the back of every mathematician's uh, fortress, because that's where they live, there's a big brick wall that they all piss their formulas onto with their dicks. And it's the only place they ever actually get new stuff done. Yeah. That's why we had to switch to Arabic numerals over Roman numerals, because we just, it's too much. Too, too much many piss. letters. Yeah. Costs a lot of money to keep those <laughs> tanks full. <laughs> so. Yeah, Sophie Germain is obviously discouraged from math and science. Um, she is French. Gauss is German. Uh, so at this, this is shortly after the French Revolution. Okay. And Sophie Germain is basically forced to stay inside for her childhood because the streets are just wild. They're chopping heads off. You know, stuff is going wild. Um, so because she is forced to be inside, she just starts reading. She loves to read. Uh, she even taught herself Latin and another language. Uh, I forget what it was, but she taught herself two languages just so she could read like old Greek texts I and think read about math. Doing that sometimes, but also, was it easier to learn Latin back then? I feel like it was. I, I feel think, like it was a lot more commonplace. Yeah, I think to, like learning Latin back then would be the equivalency of me learning Spanish now. Like, my neighbors speak Spanish, so I could ask them. Yeah, I think there probably was at least a few guys, like, maybe, like, a librarian type of guy that was, like... I guess if you were willing to go to a church, you could just find somebody that spoke Latin now. But you would have to book time with somebody who I... I assume that people... Pastors? Priests? Whatever? They all have stuff that they're supposed to do and not just teach you Latin. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I also heard that Latin's kind of dying out. Like, obviously, there are people who still can read it and write it and decipher it, but I think there's very few people who still, like, speak it, even as, like, a educational thing. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how true that is, but... <laughs> well, I can see, because it's... Isn't that, like, most of our medical terms are Latin? Right. So it's, like, it's yeah. spliced in forever, but... Yeah, it's kind of the only thing keeping it alive, but it's, like, mostly a dead language. 
Um, so yeah, Sophie Germain, she's French, she's inside, she's reading all these books, she's teaching herself all this crazy stuff, and realizes her position, you know, as a woman, and no one's going to take her seriously, but she's got a lot of ideas, really good ideas, and she thinks potentially groundbreaking ideas, which she was correct about. She actually contributed a lot to number theory. So mm-hmm. number theory is one of the more important fields of mathematics. Yeah, like, but it sounds the dumbest. <laughs> it does. It's number theory? <laughs> yeah, one through nine. Yeah, what about I zero? Know all. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes zero through ten and then repeats. How do you I guess ten, zero through nine? Ten, yeah. It's one through zero. Depending okay. on where you put zero. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I'm thinking too, because are we counting after nine? just outside the box so you can put zero there because there is nothing after nine or do we go before one because we're going numerically and zero is before one but that's also a fallacy yeah I don't this know. is gonna be the best part of the podcast <laughs> one of my friends texted me once he was like is zero an odd or an even number and i just texted him back no yeah <laughs> he, he i mean at technically it. <laughs> yeah i would say none it's an absence value. It's, it's just a symbol. Yeah, it is. Well, they're all just symbols. Yes, but because <laughs> it's just like it's a separate symbol. That right. is an apples to oranges thing. Like we just keep this apple with all of those oranges. Yeah, and, and this one looks more like an orange and the other it's, ones don't look like apples. It's an ornamental oranges <laughs> and all of the apples look like numbers. <laughs> Uh, where was I? Sophie Germain taught herself a bunch of stuff. Oh, had some groundbreaking ideas, right? So she starts just writing letters to like, it's kind of crazy now to look at the list of people she's talking to because they're like the biggest names in mathematics. Yeah, but back then they were fucking teenagers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So That's... it's like uh, people like Lagrange, if you've ever heard of no, Lagrange yes, I, transformation. I, I have heard of Lagrange just as a guy. Don't yeah. we have a Lagrange field? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. dude. Can't you know, do math, brother? but I know some words. <laughs> um, where was I? Okay, yeah, so she's just writing people these letters, right? And obviously she knows no one's going to take a teenage girl seriously. So she adopted a pseudonym who was actually a real guy. Um, oh, I don't so know. She, well, that's called uh, fraud. That's identity theft and a crime. Right. Like, I'm kind of confused by exactly what the pseudonym was. Like, she went by Monsieur Leblanc. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say R.L. Stein. <laughs> she had this sick ventriloquist dummy. Oh, God. I hate those things. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she went by Monsieur Leblanc, who was a real guy, but I think at this point may have been dead. But classy it's weird like Steal she a dead wrote... guy's identity <laughs> yeah she, so like lagrange was a teacher of lebron leblanc i guess so i okay. don't know how like he didn't catch on to it like oh this is my dead student writing me a letter oh, maybe well. i misinterpreted that well but... there's also a couple of other things that could be going on they're stupid <laughs> like every time somebody is talking about a story from people in the past that are smart I just have to constantly remind me myself that they are also fucking the dumbest people. Like, objectively, they are fucking idiots. Yeah. So, like, scams and shit, especially shit like that, human beings are blind to, except for the guy doing them. Right. So, this guy probably was like, 
oh, that's a name I've seen before, so of course it's a name. <laughs> yeah, this checks out. I'll open this letter. So, yep, she starts writing to all these guys, and then she actually writes to Gauss. Proves a, a pretty essential thing in number theory, but Was also... it number two? No, I've, I can look it up. It's like, um, I forget exactly what it was, but it, it has to do with prime numbers and the pattern of prime numbers. Mm, is this how they made Optimus Prime? <laughs> yeah. She... Yeah, Sophie optimized it, and then out he came. Oh, that would be just... <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Fuck, that's what zero was the whole time. <laughs> zero is neither... What are they? Odd nor even? It is prime? I guess that's sort of... I, I mean, uh, would yeah, that be zero double prime? I don't even know if they count that one. Well, I, that's what I was saying with the apples to oranges thing. <laughs> right. It's like, we kind of just don't, but it is a number. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she sends Gauss this proof, and um, did not show much work. Like, she kind of made a huge assumption, a big leap. So she groused him? <laughs> I don't know what grouse means. Or wait, what was his last name? Sorry. <laughs> oh, Gauss. Gauss, yeah. So she I groused like, him. Grouse is a bird. A grouse is a bird. And yes, I am bird-brained. Yeah, um, she... Yeah, so she did what he does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and she he was like, him. yeah, <laughs> keep your little secrets. So actually, he was not into it. He oh, just, gross. he like, I don't know if he just like threw away the letter or what, but he didn't respond to it. Um, but she continued writing to him and he was like, oh, shit, this person actually has something and started writing back. Um, they did eventually meet. Was he surprised that he was a she? He was, um, but he was like, oh, crazy, you're a chick? Well, cool, let's keep working. <laughs> like, he just went with it. Yeah, I mean, that's the way all of those went. Yeah. And I think that's because all of those guys were, like, lonely as fuck. So they're like, oh, cool, a chick! And then <laughs> yeah. when it came down to actually the part where they're supposed to be like, no, she's the one who thought of everything. They're like, no, I did. I did. I don't. I don't want to be a Marty nerd. I don't also want to get beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Carol she did was, your homework. It was like when a chick walks into like a comic shop or something. They were like, yes, Yo, what's we up? were talking about this <laughs> earlier about me going into comic shops with my mom as yeah. a kid and having comic book guys hit on my mom. Yeah. They got some free comics out of it. Worst flirting ever. I wish that that was how comic book <laughs> nerds really were. They're skeezier. I don't know what a comic book shop is like anymore. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. It's do they well they do they exist. Do. There's uh, yeah. one right by my house. That dollar theater that got torn down, so oh, it might okay. be gone now. But there is a decently cool like I've walked by it. I think I walked inside, but you know that weird the way that those buildings are put together? They have like this weird sound dampening effect when you walk in that immediately transport me back to the like portables for. Oh, yeah, that just like. I yeah. know what you mean, where it just kind of dies. Yeah, you walk in, <laughs> you're like, oh, this is bad. I don't yeah. like it here. And it's not even like you can just make any room like that. I don't know what they put in the walls, but it, you just walk in and all hope for the future. Immediately is ex extinguished. Yeah, just some weird sound vacuum. Yeah, but it was like that when I walked in, and I 
already had i don't like going into stores without having anything to buy in the first place so i was already feeling weird and i walked in and that happened and i just like backed out sorry mm-hmm. i made a mistake i'm not ready to come into this store <laughs> they're like have a good day and you're like what i can't hear you <laughs> no i'm sorry you weird building so where were we at? Okay, Sophie and Gauss, they start communicating. Gauss realizes she's a woman. So this is the whole reason I even brought up Sophie Germain is, um, like, I feel like a lot of the actual work and steps involved that Gauss showed, we can basically attribute to Sophie because he really liked her a lot, thought she was super intelligent, and, like, kind of started explaining things. He didn't really explain anything to anyone else because he thought they were too dumb. Gotcha. So she snuck in undercover. Did she publish this stuff? And that's how we know what actually is going on in those mathematics. Like she snuck in, got the information and we got the information from her. I think so in a way. I mean, I don't know if there's proof of that. Um, It does seem that way to me. But Gauss was also a very well-known dude, so he was published. People knew who he was, but yeah, I but think he didn't she brought show it his out. work. Yeah, or was it more of a they started hanging out, and he like fell in love with her like summer puppy love style, and started opening up as a human being, and then started actually showing his work and proofs. He's like, the world is beautiful, and spring is in the air. I think it was a little bit of that actually. He he was kind of a, I wouldn't say grumpy dude, but like he was a grumpy. That's He's a mathematician. Yeah, I guess grumpy. I think it was more like he didn't really have time to mess around. Well, yeah, right. So would you describe me as grumpy? At times. Yeah, so I describe me as somebody who doesn't have time to mess (laughs) around. Yeah, I think maybe that kind of similar vibe. Yeah, because when you're doing stuff fast, everybody else thinks you're mad. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but so I think Sophie kind of brought out a, a little bit of a softer side and she actually checked on him. Um, I forget exactly what the event was, but there was some point where like, you know, something crazy was happening in Germany and she actually wrote to her other friends in mathematics and was like telling them to look out for Gauss and like make sure that he was okay. That's so he also had like all other nerds throughout history has no real ability to take care of himself in (laughs) case of emergency (laughs) he's just totally oblivious and it's like this nice girl that's like hey make sure he doesn't die he doesn't walk (laughs) into an air raid (laughs) you know how he likes loud noises uh so that's it about sophie but gauss was he showed mathematical talent from very early on there's a famous story about him so this actually kind of intrigues me as well um there was a guy who was his official biographer Ooh, gay lover that's where i'm going with this because there is a sketch of him that was done in rome and he uh i there's obviously not a gay look but he does look very neat (laughs) and tidy for the time (laughs) like if you had to like pick out a a lineup of gay men from the 1800s i feel like this guy you'd be like yep that's him (laughs) Uh, yeah i guess guy cleaned his face and shit yeah exactly it's like oh the the slightly clean one yeah that's him So, uh, but they were hanging out all the time. I guess this guy made a lot of cool uh, geological uh, discoveries. I bet advancements. he did. 
yeah so Dates. he actually seems like a really cool guy and i hope it was cal Gay lover that'd be awesome yeah playing both sides <laughs> yeah. <that> shit. <laughs> um where was i going with that yeah so he he showed mathematical talent early there's a famous story that his biographer wrote which was when um gauss was in elementary school or the equivalent of it i don't think they called it that at the time I think that might have been when they named it that. That sounds yeah, like actually, a you might be right. elementary school. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the teacher, I guess the students had been uh, giving him a hard time that day. He was annoyed. He had something else he needed to do. So he wanted to occupy the kids. So he gave them a math problem. So he is also a child in this situation, correct? Uh, this is the teacher of Gauss. Gauss okay. is a child. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, why is Gauss... <laughs> What is going on in this fucking child teach child thing? All right. So, yeah. So, his teacher wants to keep the kids busy. So, he gives them a math problem. He's like, all right, you have to sum up every digit from 1 to 100. Just add them all together and, you know, tell me the answer. And Gauss immediately is like, I've got it. And he's like, okay, (laughs) yeah, let's hear this incorrect shit. But he gives them the right answer. What's the right answer, Adam? 5,050. Five, oh, that's surprisingly symmetrical. <laughs> so, I mean, knowing that and realizing the symmetry, any ideas on how he did it? Uh, he knows what 10 is. I don't I don't know. I know that if I did that, I would probably just find groupings and add groupings because that's how I do math. There you go. You got it. Um, so what he did was he realized and let me look at this real quick just to make sure i'm getting it exactly right he realized that he could take um basically both ends of that range right so he added together one and 100 and that's 101 then he took the next one imagine going in like an onion so he's like okay two and 99 101 (laughs) So it's Three just 101 and times whatever. Yeah, so it's 101 times 50. So 50-50. Um, That's the most confusing way to say 50-50 ever. <laughs> Next time I mean 550 of something, I'll be like, no, yeah, you know, 50-50? And when they bring me half of something and half of another, I'm going to be very angry that there's not 550 of an individual thing. I'm going to be like, dude, don't you know, you fucking idiot? One plus one hundred. <laughs> That'd be great if he found some math nerd that was like, finally my chance. <laughs> <laughs> my opportunity to combine rice and mathematics. <laughs> uh, so I would be I did my thesis on this guy at a Chick-fil-A. I would never be in a Chick-fil-A. I don't know why I used that. <laughs> you don't like Chick-fil-A? No, I'm sure so Chick-fil-A is delicious. I don't go into places that decide to make their sandwiches uh, political and homophobic. Oh, yeah, that whole thing that does suck. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty weird because I probably wouldn't go into Chick-fil-A anyway because they're uncomfortable to be in. Yeah. But then they decided to add political shit, which I'm not okay with as well because fast food shouldn't really be dictating anything in my politics and then on top of that they're like and we hate gays i was (laughs) like okay maybe i don't go into chick-fil-a yeah dude a a chick-fil-a drive-thru is like a road hazard 
they all just like overflow and like <laughs> mess up whatever they're near. It's pretty ridiculous because Chick-fil-A has the same trick that McDonald's has where they just use food that's so fucking cheap that it's almost all preservative. Yeah. Like they're the delicious flavor that's in their chicken is just meat tenderizer. Like huh. you can go get any product that is filled with meat tenderizer and it will taste like that and throw a relatively cheap pickle on top of it. There you go. <laughs> I thought they don't they at least pitch themselves as being like slightly more natural. It's probably bullshit. Meat tenderizer but... isn't unnatural. Oh yeah, good point. You just like, said tenderizer. You, can, you just make <laughs> it out of natural stuff. That's why all of these terms are bullshit. Every single fucking one of them. Yeah, I do hate that. I I like Europe's approach where it like you kind of have to mean something. They created well, all those laws. You have to mean something here as well. There is very strict definitions, but they've been manipulated to the point of they mean everything. Right. So you have to go and get like very specific things. You're like, oh no, this one grain thing, get it approved, just it. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, you don't even have to be approved. You can just sell this shit at Whole Foods stores. I'm like, cool, let's do that too. Yeah. I know that Europe made it so if you ever call a product green... It actually has to meet certain environmental standards. That's one that always bothers me so much. Well, so green here is supposed to. I thought that was supposed to meet the carbon emission standards. Maybe it's changed. Um, you know, this is like probably five, ten-year-old knowledge. Um, yeah, it is kind of ridiculous how once you become an adult, you don't have time to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where were we? All right, Gauss. Yeah, he does his crazy sum. That's one of the things that he's very famous for. That's like a a math urban legend. Although it's true, so I yeah, guess it's not, not an urban. urban that's legend. just a legend. What do you call it when it's almost like a tall tale? I feel like no, a tall tale is also fake. That's what? just a le- what you are thinking of is legend, and we don't ever <laughs> actually get to use that word because it's never actually that word. Well, what? But about- I guess technically a legend is like loosely based on reality yeah is a legend like a romantic exaggeration because that's what i I think i'm trying so i have this is where we're gonna run into trouble where i don't actually understand the definition of romantic in that context necessarily i've had a hard time with that one too well because when i was little i thought romantic languages were not based on roman like that that never came into my head at all i just thought they were sexy languages and then i was like oh (laughs) that makes real sense that was just a simpsons joke that i heard as a kid that i applied to real life yeah that's one of his most well-known stories um where am i going here Another one is a very famous, what would I call it, uh, proof that he did. And he wrote it in his journal. And he just wrote, Eureka! (laughs) Num equals triangle plus triangle plus triangle. Like, literally the letters N-U-M equals. And three little pictures of a triangle added together. (laughs) He also wrote Eureka in a funny old English way. Just odd feel like i have to add that in well that's fun that's the fun way to do it that's also (laughs) the best way to make sure somebody can read your handwriting if you have bad handwriting it's a good tip to just draw the words that you are trying to spell if they are necessary to read yeah 
I don't know if this is maybe like a German translation of Eureka or something, or maybe it's just old English or old Latin or whatever. But it's spelled E Y P H K A. Eureka. I like it. I'm gonna get it tattooed on my foot. <laughs> the whole thing, or just the Afrika? Just the Afrika. Okay, I like it. If I get the numb thing, I'm gonna get nom nom. <laughs> yeah. So let me explain this. Num equals triangle plus triangle plus triangle. Do you know what a triangular number is? I would assume that it has three points, but I don't necessarily know what that means. Um, yep. So like three even divisions, maybe? I don't know. No. Uh, tr- so triangular numbers are, imagine if you were to build a triangle out of circles by essentially stacking circles up, right? Yeah. So you do like two little circles, and then you put one on top of that, right? Yeah. That's the first triangle. So you count the circles. So like there's three. So three is a triangle, triangular number. Yeah. So the next triangular number is like if you add basically more to the so base of that triangle. So it'll be three even grouping. Yeah, so it'd be Yeah, three. that's what I said the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, so I do actually know what that means, yeah. which is dumb. Because <laughs> I bet you I was asked that in school and told that I don't know because I said what I said to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like, what, three, six, the next one is four plus set. 4 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1, so that's 10, um, 15, right? So it's just like adding a base onto the triangle, basically. Um, so that whole thing of num equals triangle plus triangle plus triangle. Yeah, it's just how you get, gotcha. He found out that he could express any number as the sum of three triangular numbers. That would make computation fucked. Absolutely. But an interesting part of that is it's three, right? So he's talking about triangles and he's making another triangle. This kind of led into what Gauss's big thing was, which was series. So like geometric series, infinite series, finite series. So did he get into crazy fractals? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like fractal guys. Yeah. All fucking crazy because thinking about infinite reoccurring shit makes you crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that was like Gauss's whole thing. Um, he made huge jumps just in that field of mathematics and in number theory, which at the time were extremely important in their own right. But this is all the basis of. IT and technology as it exists today. Oh, is this why uh, fucking whatchamacallit computer language numbers? Yeah, so the most common use of uh, one of his... That's all base 12, isn't it? Yeah, so hexadecimal, Yeah. right? Um, that That's part of it. That is a huge part of number theory. Um, where this really comes into use is uh, building networks. And hooking those networks together and just determining how much cable you need, (laughs) like things like that. Yeah. Do you know what else is really fucking? This is a side tangent that has close to nothing to do with math, but involves this system. I will challenge that idea that it has nothing to do with math. So this is the (laughs) system that is devised to keep the network of, uh, I guess, technically terrorists but in the book Moon is a Harsh Mistress, 
when okay. they put together their like rebellion that's how they devised the cell groups so they would all be triangularly numbered cell groups going out yeah so that if one of them got busted it wouldn't fuck everybody else over too much and they could also cleanly cut it off and just get rid of everybody yeah yeah this number theory is perfect for exactly that um yeah this like AT&T kind of created a lot of the original networks through phone and then those turned into like internet networks um but in the early days of that happening they were just hiring insane mathematicians um we kind of mentioned Paul Erdish actually one of his very close friends who was a younger guy than him at the time um was like one of the groundbreaking guys for AT&T that came up with all that stuff. And Erdish helped him with a lot of the prime number theory involved in that. So really fascinating field of mathematics for me. Um, Another thing about Gauss, he really, this kind of goes into the whole series thing. And series is like part of geometry, really. So he was just into geometry in general. He liked to create shapes and try to basically define the rules that govern shapes that he would come up with. That's always fun. I do that to uh, (laughs) energy systems for no reason. That was the whole microwave stuff. I would like to know why we do this as a human species. We're just like, oh, mundane shit. Stare at it until it's confusing. (laughs) I think maybe a lot of it comes from this, like, at least for me, and I feel like I've heard other people say this this kind of childhood imaginative mindset of like i'm bored and i don't have toys i'm gonna make a game up in my head it's like this goes into some weird ai shit i think that the making games up in your head (laughs) is how we deal with the fact that our brains don't turn off while we're conscious yeah i think so absolutely but i've heard a lot of people say that and like mathematicians that's like a guarantee pretty much they're like yeah i came up with this game in my head when i was a kid and ever since then i've been faster mentally than everyone that's i was thinking the other day you you don't get smarter from being a baby you just get better organized like you kind of get that couple of years where you absorb shit and i'm pretty sure that's all locked in there and you don't get anything else past there like you might be able to learn how to juggle or something but you're not getting any more real mental scholasticity i agree with that theory i've actually thought that for a long time and when I was a kid, I feel like I already had a lot of the skills that I possess. I feel like I lost a couple. Like, I'm at a thing. <laughs> yeah. I peaked in fucking middle school. I was as good as I am ever going to be then. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, one of the shapes that Gauss came up with, uh, still a pretty famous shape. I don't know if I can even say that, or if that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, there are four... I guess three traditionally famous shapes of square, circle, triangle. Yeah. And then we go into 3D and we have the 3D versions of all of them that are famous. But I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's somebody who thinks 2D and 3D, there's like a huge fucking, like, one's better than the other. But. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this one really is kind of a famous shape. Um, the heptadecagon. Have you ever heptadecagon? heard of it? Heptadecagon? Yeah. What's hepta? 
That's not eight. Hecta's eight, right? Yeah, I think Hepta's seven. This is a 17-sided shape, so okay. I think it's Hepta seven, Deca ten, Hepta Deca Is it Hepta Titus? <laughs> <laughs> seven Tituses. Yo, it's the tightest shape, man. The Hepta Titus. Oh, gross. You made that sound <laughs> nasty. Yeah, so the Heptadecagon, it is kind of famous. Um, there's, I think, probably because of Gauss. It's almost like uh, just a math problem now, like how, how to draw a Heptadecagon and draw it, you know, correctly in proportion. Um, the steps involved to create kind of like cr- other crazy shapes, there's a bunch of examples online where it almost looks like spirograph kind of stuff. Okay. But then the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, Heptadecagon. But (laughs) the hilarious thing about a heptadecagon, like, what do you think it looks like? Can you imagine it? Well, I would say a bunch of swirls and then uh, some form of, like, nut look at the end. Yeah, it looks like a circle. (laughs) It's got 17 sides. (laughs) So kind of like a nut, but more like a circle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I was recently doing all of the blender stuff. And all of the initial ones, and the, I was like watching a tutorial, and the guy was like, "You won't believe this, but all of these circles are actually not circles." And I was like, "Yeah, I understand that basic everything is just lines thing, man. Stop <laughs> wasting my fucking time with telling me fucking third grade shit. Yeah. Tell me where the command is I need for this program." Um. So yeah, he kind of that's another one of his uh, legacies, I suppose. And he just really loved the shape. It seems like. Um. He, they told him while he was alive, like, because he was such a notable guy, like, yeah, we're going to uh, build this statue for you in tribute. You, you know, once you've passed, this is your memorial. And he just made that shape. Well, he was like, put me on a heptadecagon. Like, my statue is going on top of the heptadecagon. And the sculptor that was to make the statue was like, no, man, like. That's insane. People are going to think it's a circle. I can't make a circle. Like, I'm going to put you on a square. Wait, why can't he make a circle? <laughs> I don't know. This is, for whatever you reason. You are talking to somebody who sculpts. Just somebody who's like, <laughs> nah, man. That sounds a lot like the deep fryer takes too long to turn on kind of excuses. Yeah, I wonder if there is a more in-depth explanation of it. But he was just resistant to it for whatever reason. He's like, people aren't going to get it. I don't want to make it. He's not making it for people. It's a tribute. <laughs> I know. But so I guess uh, Gauss was like very adamant. He's like, no, it will be a heptadecagon. I am adamant about this. And I just <laughs> found out about it. Yeah. Well, they're, it is a heptadecagon. Yeah, because they're paying somebody to do something. <laughs> so it better be the thing that they want. Yeah. I just thought that was a great. I mean, that's a great tribute to himself, and it's like, what? You're going to fight me on this? Yeah, dude, I think that's great, and I kind of want to know who that artist is and find the other shit that he does and find out if he's done that to everyone. Where he's like, no, no, I know you had a vision and you're paying me. It's one thing if you get a commission and they tell you that you have free range, but if they're like, specifically put this shape right there, why wouldn't you do it? I know. I'm trying to see if I can find this guy's name so we can just roast him. I bet you they fucking just blacklisted him. When you got blacklisted back then, it meant the plague. (laughs) No, he's at least this thing that I'm reading. He's just... 
he's still alive. referred to as the stonemason yeah they blacklisted his ass he's completely <laughs> erased out of history for not fucking doing that or he is actually the leader of the freemasons and that's his cool final boss name <laughs> uh there was oh yeah one more thing um they, he his brain was donated to science I guess maybe two more things. So at his funeral, um, his biographer was the only guy who talked. Though actually, there were two. So they, I've never thought of this before, but he donated his brain to science and had a funeral. So he yeah. got buried with no there. There was nothing in the brain. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> Do you, did everyone know that that was there? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's an empty head. Like. It just makes me giggle inside for some yeah. reason. I'm like, huh, you could put like a nut in there or like fill it with all the stuff that you wanted to, him to take with him in the afterlife. It's a good practice is all I'm saying. <laughs> I just imagine them doing it so haphazardly. Like one guy just like cuts the top of his head open with some scissors well, that's... and another guy like shakes him upside down and they like throw him in the coffin. I was kind of thinking more like peel it out and then they just kind of sew his head back together and it looks like shit. So they put a hat on him. <laughs> they're like wow carl looks pretty good in this yes. hat i mean never see him wear one somebody's like it's not even a fucking fedora that's a fucking turn b or whatever the fuck it is goddamn hipster <laughs> turndle b so yeah he only two guys spoke at his funeral his son-in-law and his uh biographer and geologist friend Wolfgang Sartorius von Walterhausen. That was way his gay love. <laughs> yeah, I think it absolutely was. <laughs> it's funny, even in this uh, Wikipedia article that I'm looking at right now, it's like, and Wolfgang Sartorius von Walterhausen, who was Gauss's close friend and biographer. It's like they're it's got winking a wink at on me. it. It actually has like a little <laughs> wink emoji. <laughs> Is it uh, locked? Can you edit a wink emoji in there? <laughs> that would be so great. You uh, can, I guess you can fuck around quite a bit on Wikipedia until they fucking finally ban you. Oh, yeah, you absolutely can. They change it pretty quick, too. I've never done it, but I've seen people doing it online. Well, I know that well, after this, we'll look up Tom Walker's Wikipedia. So okay. A bunch of people got to it, and the picture that's on it is now locked as a picture <laughs> of him. But he can't get it changed because it is technically a picture of him and it's attributed to or it's attributed as edited. So technically it's correct. So they just won't take it down because it's, <laughs> it is his face and it is edited and they were transparent about it. Dang. Let's pull it up. Because all I was going to say is uh, Gauss had an extra heavy and wrinkly brain. Is that what they based the wrinkle thing on? I've always wondered if that's actually based on anything or if that's just they look at smart people when they died and they had wrinkly brains. Because that's easily a causation correlation thing. Yeah. I think it was kind of more of the latter where they were like, oh, he was really smart and his brain was really wrinkly. Yeah. It must be the wrinkles. So in like 50 <laughs> years, we're going to find out people just used to have more wrinkly brains or some shit. Maybe. That's... One of my favorite sayings is, given enough time, everything is wrong. <laughs> That's my whole life in a nutshell. Wait 20 years and uh, I everything I was taught is a lie. Yeah. I don't know how to gaff for time here and not go into a deep, dark spiral. 
Oh, we're good on time. We're at 50 right now. We're at 50? Yeah. Dude, when I was in middle school, I used to fucking stay up till 5 in the morning and then walk someplace with my friends over a small mountain, walk back, everybody would go home, and then I'd go in the backyard and practice weird fake karate. Yeah, but that's what I did with, like, my day. Like, do you know how much energy that takes?